Hi, everyone, and welcome to Duffy Women. Hello, ladies. How are you today? How is everybody this week? Look at my nails. I know. I saw that, and uh, I saw that on social media and was exceptionally impressed. Right? Ending um, nail spa on Sienna Drive. Oh, my God. And I love them, too. I go there as well. Um, that's why I at, go on in Pittsburgh. That's right. You do. They're absolutely beautiful. So I guess you're doing well, then. So, ladies, how are you? I just, I, tonight's a weird, this is a weird episode in that um, it's just going to be a little bit weird. But first, I want to invite everybody to please, if you have not already followed us, shared our show, um, seen our show, uh, liked our page, please do so. We'd really, really, really appreciate it. It's so easy to find. It's Duffy Women on all social media platforms, and it's Duffy Women anywhere you find your podcasts. So you can actually hear us wherever you might be, whether it be in the car, whether you're with your children and want to drown them out, uh, anything. You can tune in to Duffy Women anywhere. So Why we're very excited. Always personal when you talk about trying to drown children sounds out. Well, I'm thinking of young children. I'm not thinking of adult children. However, there are some, <laughs> some occasions where, yep, totally, totally fits. So anyway, so please do so. We would really, really appreciate that. So tonight's episode, um, like I said, it's a little, it's a little hard for me. Uh, still, because it's still kind of new, but I thought that it was important to talk about because I don't know, maybe you are our, our viewers and our listeners, you can help because I'm in a, in a weird situation. My amazing father, um, who was literally the light of our family, he was the happiest man. I mean, believe me, he had a ton of challenges throughout his life. Everything from, you know, when my little sister had cancer to, I mean, he just has been through everything, but yet that man never, never stopped smiling. He always had a smile on his face. About a year ago, right when COVID hit and everybody went into lockdown, my dad went into the hospital and um, there was no one that could be with him. He was there for three, three and a half weeks, something like that. And it was horrific. It was a terrible, terrible time in all of our lives. We had no communication with doctors. We couldn't see him. We couldn't see the, you know, we couldn't see the doctors. We couldn't talk to anybody. And um, it was not good for him at all. That's kind of when everything began. And um, at that time, uh, he had some lung issues and some heart issues. That's why he was originally admitted, but then they found out he had cancer. And um, so that kind of began this whole year long process of ups and downs. And probably about a month ago, Sarah and I had actually been up to my mom's because we said our goodbyes. We thought he had gotten so bad, he'd been in and out of the hospital. Strangely, he got COVID at the beginning of the year and beat it. Like, like there he is, 86 years old, and he beat it. However, again, as the summer progressed and at the end of summer, he was just, you could just tell he was super tired and he was just, he, his, he just wasn't able to fight. He just wasn't able to fight. But the last month, um, he, God love him. We got to see him, uh, Sarah, uh, and her two daughters and myself, we went up the Saturday, um, couple of, this was in September, obviously. 
and we got to see him lucid and we got to see him sitting up in his chair and he was cracking jokes and, you know, having, he seemed like he was pretty good and he had just come out of the hospital. I mean, literally he had been in the hospital for that last month, every couple of days. Well, um, it was such a wonderful thing because that's how I remember my dad. Following Friday, we were at a football game and I got a call from my sister saying, hey, dad's in the hospital again. It's kind of bad this time. He's not responding and he's got a really bad bladder infection. But you know, we'd have this kind of roller coaster thing going on for this past month. So I was like, oh, okay, well, let me know when he gets home. You know, let's get him home. And um, unfortunately, um, the next day he still wasn't responding and we kind of knew that this was the beginning of the end because he just wasn't coming out of it and there was nothing they could do. And my mother, you know, called all of us and said, listen, if they can't do any more, if nothing changes by tomorrow, we're going to take him off all his meds. He also had a defibrillator, which is, um, he had a pacemaker and a defibrillator. So if his heart stopped because he had heart issues, it would shock it back into um, rhythm. So they were going to disconnect everything and just let him come home because that was my dad's biggest, biggest fear in this past year. He did not want to die alone in the hospital. And given everything that it had been going on with COVID, that was a very real possibility. And even at the end, you know, my mother was allowed to go up for a couple of hours, then she had to leave, and then she was allowed to be up for another couple of hours, and then that was it. And if she went up, none of us could go up. It had to be just one person. So it was a very frustrating time. However, it wasn't as bad as it was for so many people last year who were not able to say goodbye to their loved ones, who were not even allowed near them, whether it was in a nursing home or a hospital. So I am so beyond grateful and blessed that we were able to get my dad home. So that Sunday night, his entire family gathered, every grandchild, every child, and my mom. As they brought him into the house, it was like 9.30 at night by the time the ambulance was able to get him home. And my mom just kept saying, I got you home, Bobby. I got you home, Bobby. Got you home. And um, that night, we uh, all got to say our goodbyes, which is, again, very rare in many, many cases. And not a lot of families get to do that. But each and every one of us got to go around and say our goodbyes to my dad, to your grandfather to their great grandfather and tell them that we, you know, all loved him and that it was okay to go. We all gathered and held hands, this big, beautiful family circle of people who loved this man more than life itself. And we prayed and we told him, it's okay, dad. It's okay. You're tired. And we know that. So, it was really, really hard to leave that night because hospice was there and they, you know, they said probably max, you know, four days, if that. And the very next morning, my mom went in and she saw him in bed and she said, hey, you know, Bobby, we're going to do this today and we're going to do that today as my mother. She always just, she, <laughs> she doesn't break character. She's always like, we got this to do, we got that to do. And she went into the kitchen and my sister came out into the living room where he was, that's where his hospice bed was. And um, my mom heard a sound and my sister came out and said, mom, I don't think dad's breathing anymore. And that was his last breath. So, 
several weeks ago on September 20th, <laughs> uh, I lost my role model, my hero, the man that I adored my entire life because he was just such a good person. He just was a good person and a happy person and a positive person. And you will never hear a bad word said about my dad. You never did in his entire 86 years of life. So um, you guys lost your grandfather. And again, the girls lost their great grandfather. And it's brutal. So what were you gonna say? No, I'm sorry, I wasn't. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Gran, and I was like, oh, pip, pip, Gran, we love our Gran. <laughs> but anyway, um, this has been, I've never really suffered. I mean, I've lost my grandparents. Unfortunately, my dad's parents died when I was pretty young. And my mother's parents, we were never really as close to. So I, this is the first big loss in my life. Like, really, this is, this is huge. Half of my life, half of my makeup, half of my being is gone. Nothing will ever be the same. The earth has shifted completely, completely, and there's nothing I can do. And um, I don't even know how to feel. I feel like I feel like, well, he was 86, you know, people have said, yeah, but you were so lucky to have him for 86 years. And, you know, it's a wonderful thing that you got to be with him. And, and all of that is so true. So part of me is feeling like, oh, well, I should be starting to move on and I should be getting over this and I should be fine because let's face it, he was 86 and, you know, we got to be with him and I had a wonderful life with my dad, but I don't feel that. I don't think I got, I think people probably are, probably just don't know what to say. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. In situations where they know that there's really nothing that they can say to make you feel yeah. um, and there's really nothing that they can, you know, like I said, there's nothing that they can do. I think, you know, trying to look at the positive about how much time you mm -hmm. can spend. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paul's parents passed away when he was how old? And you know. Yeah, he was in his 30s, and he lost both of them within two, three weeks of one another. That's what I'm saying. So I think so, yeah. Much yeah. Fact that, you know, we were able to live long enough where he was such a huge part of our lives as well, just like you're going to be a huge part of my kids' lives. Like, that's, that's we, we felt that as well. So for him to have lived that long, I mean, and our mm -hmm. grandpa Duffy was 99. I mean, it's the same story. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm past last year so I think people are just trying to say you know instead of you know I'm not going to say I'm sorry I'm just going to literally say think about how much time you had with him I mean think about yeah. the good positive you know aspect of of his life was that he lived for so long and you know was always there and yeah, he was just, he was, such he was bigger than life. He truly, truly was. But I think that's it. I think with grief, um, and again, I've never experienced it like this. Thank God. I mean, I'm very, again, I can't imagine losing a child. I can't, I, 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 I can't. And again, you know, Paul did lose his parents very, very young. And many people I'm sure who are watching this or listening to this have lost parents very young. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just at a loss as to, you know, like I was driving home today and I looked up at these, 
big clouds that were in the sky. And I just thought, aren't those beautiful? And then I thought, I wonder, you know, is dad there? You know, I, I don't know. It's the weirdest. I can't even explain how I feel. And I don't even know, is that normal? Am I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I call my mom and I check on her every couple of days because that's really what breaks my heart. They were together 60 years. They had the most unique relationship all, <laughs> like I've ever known, but they loved each other so hard. And um, seeing her, you know, just kind of do the things around the house. And she said to me, she goes, nothing has any meaning anymore. So I'm, I'm mourning not only the loss of him, but I'm mourning the loss of my parents together. And mourning the loss as I watch my mother go through this kind of thing and watch her be all by herself. After 60 years, they just celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary. So, um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel. You're not supposed to feel anything specific. Grief is different for everybody and every situation. And, you know, I think since it's the first major loss in your life, you know, I think that's, you know, I know you lost a really amazing, incredible friend. I did. I did lose. Yes, I did. I did. And, you know, that was, that was hard for even me. And I was still in high school and, um, you know, that, but that's not the same as your own father. I, yeah. I was just going to say as a parent. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, you think this being your first major loss, I mean, there, you don't know. I mean, you, and you're old enough to process everything. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're a grown adult, you've experienced so much life. And I think you experienced so much of your adult life with him. And so you've gotten used to your adult life with him. And so that's a transition that you're going to have to process in time. And I, like I said, you know, I've said to you before, grief is uh, not linear. It's not, you know, it's not, you're going to be here in a month. You're going to be here in a year. You're going to be here in two years. Like there's so many waves and so many different, you know, parts of grief that you're going to have to deal with. And I think the cloud thing is extremely normal because you're, you're, you lost something. And so you're trying to comfort yourself and imagine that he's sending these things to you. And I feel yeah. the same thing because every time I have my windows down and the wind blows in my face, I think of yeah. him. every time I see the sun shining, I think of him every time I see, you know, a butterfly or every time I see something funny, like every day, it happens multiple times a day. And I think that's, I think that's a good thing for multiple reasons, but I think that that happens so that you can remember him, but also have positive feelings instead of constantly being sad and, and depressed. And, oh, yeah. and I think that's him or his spirit um, saying, look, look at all this good. Look at this. This is me that I, I am, you know, light. I am wind. I am every good thing to make you feel my presence when I'm not physically there anymore. And so I think that's really important that you latch on to those things just as I have. You latch on to the the feelings that he gives and provides to you in that in that way because you know that will that's definitely gonna help, you know, as much as it can. So a dear um a wonderful, wonderful coworker of mine and friend as well, Lisa had um her and my other friend Sherry had gotten me some Beautiful flowers. And by the way, my treasure hunt family was absolutely, I can't even tell you how phenomenal from the food, the cards, the texts, the, I mean, honestly, it just, I can't even say enough about them. They're, they're simply amazing. But she had given me this, I don't know, I guess it's a passage. It's from, I, I, I don't really, I can't remember where she said it's from, but just, I, mean, I just want to read it because it just hits me so hard. I'm a type A personality. 
Okay. So I need to have a, <laughs> I need to have a list and I need to check things off and I need to complete tasks. And it gives me a feeling of accomplishment and it gives me, you know, joy and all of those things. This is something I'm finding I can't do that with. I just can't. And so Paul always says, well, you've got to, you know, take it a day at a time. But I thought this was so incredible. I had my own notions of grief. I thought it was the sad time that followed the death of someone you love, that you had to push through it to get to the other side. But I'm learning there is no other side. There is no pushing through, but rather there is an absorption and acceptance. Grief is not something you complete, which again, this is so perfect for me, but rather you endure. Grief is not a task to finish and move on, but an element of yourself, a new way of seeing, a new definition of self. And I just thought, yeah, because I was defined by my mom, my dad, my brother, my sisters, my kids, you know, all of the people. And now that self isn't there anymore. And so I have to look at it in a new and different way. And so I, I've read that so many times. I've sent it to people. I am so appreciative because it's so perfect. I gotta, I'd love to have it done in this beautiful like calligraphy, like something like that, and then framed because it's so perfect for anybody who's going through it. Well, I think that that's, I think if you had that somewhere to remind you. Yes, yes. That would also help, you know, as the, because I mean, like you said, it's not going to go away. It's not going to get better. It's not going to, nothing like that but i think once you you were to have something like that that you were always able to reference in your yeah. phone, you know that's there's also something i want to read if you if you allow okay yeah I, I i shared it to social media after um he passed and um i just want to share it in case anyone is feeling any type of grief or anything because it really helped me and it really helped me kind of see the situation for what it was um and uh and I think he sent it to me because I, I feel like he would say something like this. Um, it says, death is nothing at all. It does not count. I've only slipped away into the next room. Nothing okay. has happened. Everything remains exactly as it was. I am I and you are you. And the old life that we lived so fondly together is untouched and unchanged. Whatever we were to each other, that we are still. Call me by the old familiar name. Speak of me in the easy way which you, which you always used. Put no difference into your tone. Wear no forced air of sol sol solemnity. I don't know how to say that word. Or I should have proofread. Whoopsie. <laughs> or sorrow. Laugh as we always laughed at the little jokes that we enjoyed together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be every be ever the household word that it always was. Let it be spoken without an effort, without the ghost of a shadow upon it. Life means all that it ever meant. It is the same as it ever was. There is absolute and unbroken continuity. What is this death but a negligible accident? Why should I be out of mind because I am out of sight? I am waiting for you for an interval somewhere very near, just around the corner. All is well. And I feel like he sent that to me because that's how I picture him. <laughs> I picture him always there. Yeah. You know, and it's so true. Just because he's not here physically does not change anything about I know but I want to hug him you know I want to hug him and I want him to be there and I know he can't and I know it's a part of life I do I do I do I know that up here I do 
it's hard, mom. It's hard. It's a hard experience. I can't, I can't imagine losing you or, or dad or, you know, anyone. I can't, I can't even fathom the possibility of, of that. And I know people who have gone through that and I know, I know, you know, it's, it's all become very different since I've become a mom. I, you know, I think of my own children and leaving them. Oh, I, I, I can't. I can't. It's a whole other ball game. I, I mean, it's just. No, Evelyn, you may not come in here. Get away from me. Anyway, I love my children so much, and it's just like. <laughs> Alex, you talked to me um, and told me that Grandma sent you something. My mom sent you something in the mail, and you were a little. <laughs> yes. What? What is she? Saying? Why? No, no, because I just wasn't expecting it, and like. Yeah. Um, me too. Yeah, no, yeah. so I guess she had, like, all of his licenses that he used to, like, have, the, like, old expired ones, and so she sent out her thank you notes, and in the thank you notes, she put his, one of his expired license, and I just, see, I didn't get to cry two weeks ago, because I was being strong for all of you losers, <laughs> and now I'm here, and um, now I can't stop crying and doing all of it, and so I just, he was just, he was just, I had a, I have a bunch of photos here, um, that, uh, grandma gave me. They were like cleaning out the house and cleaning out all their, their photos. And, um, they gave, they like organized it into all the grandchildren. So like Sarah got hers and I got mine with all the grandparents and just every photo he, like, there is no photo of him in the world that exists where he's not smiling. I know. That's what I mean. That was what was so different about him. I guess this is a tribute to my dad. I mean, please excuse us or thank you for indulging us. But I know you've all gone through some sort of loss. I know that. So many good photos of him where he's just being goofy that I haven't posted yet. Like, Oh, you have to post. so funny. Sarah, you have to read some of his jokes. I'll have to post. I'll have to post <laughs> photos of him. I'll have to post photos of him, like on the, um, so funny. on the. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to post a bunch of the funny photos. Like he's just—he was just so. I mean, handsome, funny. Yep. Yep. Best grandfather, best dad, best best everything. I mean, he just. He is such, he's going to be so, his presence. That's what I mean. His presence is just going to be so missed. Alex, m grandma, I called her. I, like I said, I'm trying to check on her. And she told me the story of what she did. And she, he, he didn't want to, he, dad saved things, I guess. And she said he saved all of his expired licenses and they were in his little jewelry box on top of his dresser. And she counted them and there were seven. Well, she has eight grandchildren. She's like, ah. Oh, I can't send these to anybody. Uh, she, that was her idea. She wanted to send them. She's like, I can't send them because I'll leave one of the grandkids out. I don't want to do that. Then she remembered his current license, which was in his wallet. So she had all eight. And Who she got that one? I should have gotten that one. I was the oldest. Oh, geez. I'm in a day. Here we go. I don't think she cared. Even in death. No, she, I, I, she doesn't even know. She just sent them out with the thank you notes. And um, <laughs> you but we did want to pay tribute. My dad was a Notre Dame fan. And so this was his, his t-shirt. He loved Notre Dame, loved Notre Dame, loved watching football. And um, that was one of his most favorite things to do. And the, those shirts that you're wearing are his, right? 
Yeah. And I love that. I, I'm going to, I need to get one of those flannels. I really do. He always wore flannel shirts. Um, but those are the things, you know, there are so many little things that keep coming to my mind and keep making me smile, but also making me cry. And that's him. That's how one liners. Yep. And he had a million one liners. Nobody could ever figure out where all these jokes came from. Everybody thought he had a book and he didn't. It was just either memory or whatever it is, but, um, he passed, obviously he passed his humor on to me. I'm so blessed to have that part of him. <laughs> obviously I'm hilarious. And like, I know that a show in like 60 years will be doing the same thing about me. <laughs> my children and my child are going to be talking about me and how funny I was. <laughs> in six years. <laughs> oh, I thought you said six. I'm like, wow, that's a plan. Anyway, um, I don't know that there's any right way. Uh, and I'm finding this out. I know, you know, a lot of people have had advice and I just, the one piece of advice that a couple of people have given me is you grieve at your own pace and don't let anybody tell you yeah. that it's time to be over anything. And again, he was 86, but he was my 86 year old dad. Just as, you know, that's your 75-year-old mother or your 63-year-old dad or, you know, or whatever. And again, I can't even imagine. I was very blessed to have him as long and I, as I did. And I do understand that. But boy, I'll tell you what. It still sucks. It sucks. It just sucks. So um, that's all. I guess I just wanted to pay tribute to my dad and kind of explain a little bit. I... You know, we had a couple of shows recorded because we did take some time off and uh, we were able to air those, um, thankfully. But, um, you know, Dad, I love you. And I could still hear him say, he would always whisper in my ear and he'd say, oh, I love you, Shelly Jean. I'm so proud of you. I love you, Shelly Jean. I'm so proud. I can, I can still hear him it was say that. Genuine and it was so like, he really... He meant every word of it. He had so much love for yeah. everybody. And you just, I just feel his hug. And when he would hug you and say, ah, oh, like you said, ah, oh, Shelly Jean, or ah, oh, Sarah, like, oh, just that, that first, like, when you hugged him or when you were talking to him on the phone and he just said, oh, like, I love you. Like, you just know that his whole being and his whole persona mm -hmm. and, you know, personality, that it it was being a father and being a grandfather and being a husband. That's all he cared about. Yeah. That's all he cared about. I will leave you with this. He was very, um, when he would see you girls, when you would come walking through the door, he would say, Oh, it's the Lee sisters. <laughs> and the very first time I heard it, I, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, he'd say, Oh, it's the Lee sisters. Ugh. And home. <laughs> Ugly. Ugly. Homely. Literally did not know that's what he meant. I said that to him on Sunday night. I said, don't worry, Grandpa. Both of the Lee sisters are here. <laughs> you said that to him. I know. There were so many things we all said to him. It was just, you know, whether it was old lines or whatever, you know. Again, I cannot even begin to express how grateful we all were that we were all there. And Alex, you just happened to be in town for a Steeler game that weekend. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds? What are the odds that you were there? so that you could that could be yeah that was say your goodbyes so that's you know 
That's him. <laughs> he deserved it. Well, we should end with some jokes because I'm literally going to lose it. And my nose is running so bad. This is so disgusting. Oh, so I, I brought my, I brought my, clean. I did not. That was wipe stupid. It on your, wipe it on his shirt. Oh my God. No. I brought Kleenex. What are you guys doing? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't think to bring it. Sarah, okay. Let's end on this. And then I, we have to thank our partner, but, um, end with do you want to do that first and then a couple of a couple of things Ew, you guys i have to go get a tissue i'm sorry <laughs> i have to i'm sorry it's so gross i think it was just on camera i can't i'll be right back all right i'm gonna thank our partner while she's gone uh mr magic car wash we are so grateful to you as well um thank you for joining us in this partnership here on uh, Duffy Women. We are so, so appreciated, so, so appreciative. Uh, Justin and Alan, they're absolutely wonderful and they have five convenient locations, so no excuse to get to one. They do a phenomenal job and you can also go unlimited with Mr. Magic and that's really basically just one low monthly price that's gonna save you lots of money on car washes and in Pittsburgh, and we're approaching that weather where you know, you're gonna have dirt and grime and snow and salt and you're definitely, definitely going to need to get that car wash. So make sure you check them out at mrmagiccarwash.com. They have the best glass and window cleaner I have ever. I use it here at home. I use it in my car. I mean, seriously, you can get gift cards. It's all wonderful. Just check them out and please um, make sure you frequent locally owned serving Pittsburgh for more than 50 years. Yes. Mr. Magic Car Wash. They're also okay. at special the month of October for breast cancer awareness. So oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. We'll information in the, um, in the, in the comments, but, um, they're also running a special the entire month of October that, that we also want to let you know and about. We thank them for that. Again, they're very involved. They're just a wonderful, wonderful group of people. So, um, thank you again for partnering with us. All right, Sarah. Okay. Um, some of these might not make sense to everybody just because they're just, they might seem like, well, the one, say the ones that do make sense. Cause there were a I couple say it in like his voice, like how yeah. he would say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the funny one. It was gifted to you. Remember? <laughs> it was, don't you forget it. Well, um, okay. So <laughs> they're so funny. He's so funny. Uh, first one is last one out of the tunnel. Turn off the light. <laughs> just stupid no, don't even know dad jokes okay I went, I, I went to night school i'm dumber than hell in the daytime <laughs> how am i feeling with my hands <laughs> um <laughs> until, <laughs> until last year i thought taco bell was a mexican telephone company <laughs> no sense in being dumb unless you show it <laughs> re 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 kick him in the knee raz 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 kick him in the other knee he didn't want to swear in front of his kids i guess yeah it doesn't rhyme um it takes me an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes <laughs> <laughs> he used to call us twinkle toes mcgurk uh yeah. for no good reason uh, uh, uh i always thought the world was a tuxedo and i was brown shoes <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've ever heard that one See, you would never wear brown shoes with a beautiful black tuxedo, ever. I would not. You should know you're the fashion one. Oh my I God. never heard him say. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. All right, listen, I'm oh. grieving. I'm grieving. So. Literally, yeah. I have two more. Okay. Don't forget a pinata that has bees flying out of it. <laughs> um, 
And uh, this one is my personal favorite. That's why I saved it for last. And I am going to swear. So you're gonna have to get over it. Are you concerned? There's only eight snogies left in the world. If one shits on my car, there'll be seven. <laughs> <laughs> that he used to say all the time. He used to Literally say. just the most. Just a, he was just a fun. <laughs> Remember he used to say, pull my finger? I forgot that. I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah. Wait, a lot of dads do that, though. A lot no, of dads know, do that. But, like, I, that was, like, what yeah. was so hard for me the whole week was, and even now, like, I just, every time I think about it, I remember another thing that I haven't, like, and there, like, I am having all of these crazy flashbacks to when I was a kid, like, things yep. I have never thought about, like, things I haven't thought about in years. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, I'm just... And he just, we, I was his first, I'm just going to claim this because this is my thing. Um, Sarah's the youngest grandkid. Well, not anymore now that we have Nate, but Sarah, when we were growing up, Sarah was the youngest grandchild on our Duffy side of the family. So she was like kind of special there. And I was the first grandchild on the Julian side of the family. So he used to always talk about how I made him a grandpa and how we made him grandparents. And I mean, obviously all the other grandchildren did too, but I just, we, when we were first born, it was just really me and I got to do so many things with them and they would come get me for weekends and we would go up to the pool and ice cream and McDonald's and going to Kmart or Walmart to get a toy after. Oh yeah. All the stuff that grandparents are supposed yeah. to do, you and know, you know, so funny and just, yeah. oh, I just, and I, now I smell, um, he, they always use that soap or whatever. I don't even know what soap I it is. use Ajax because of, of them. I use well, it because of them. And now I swear like this shirt smells like it, even though I washed it, but like, I will randomly smell this, that smell yeah. now all of a sudden. Yeah. And, like when I talked about your friend, your friend that had passed away, Terry, um, in high school, when I was in high school. I will never forget a moment like that that I had with her. And I, this is why I know that that is, that is 100% him because after she had passed away, I think I've, I honestly might've said something on the show before about it, but she always used to wear this vanilla scented something. Did. I know exactly what you're talking about. Very distinct vanilla smell. It was so warm and I love the smell. And it was like a week after she died. And I was thinking about her. I was at my mother's house. I was thinking about her and I was saying how much I missed her. And then literally I walked down the stairs and it was like I walked like a a, a, a oh, I chills. of like vanilla scented. It literally, I will ever since that moment, I know that I, I just know in my in my soul that those things are 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 them. And yeah. you know, yeah. you, that's where I talk to him. And I think it's important that you still talk to him as if he were here. I think you ask them for guidance. You ask them for, you know, yeah, I agree. Know, I agree. I still I I ask him, you know, what should I do? Or and I think that that helps a lot of people. So, um, yeah. I also want to show a video. If you have nothing else to say, the video of him with both the, with, with Ivy, like a week before he passed. And it, I'm so glad that he, we ha I have this video because it was, he was lucid. Like you said, he was talking, he was, you know, he was mumbling and you couldn't really understand what he was saying, but, but there's a moment in this video that he says something that is so him that I'm so glad I have it on video because it's it, it's in his voice and I just I watch it all the time because it's it's just here I'll just play it because this is him playing with her uh, 
That's what he always used <laughs> Oh my goodness, honest to God, you're going to be 29. Oh, I just hear him say, yeah. Oh my God. Like, uh, well, honest to God. Like I just hear his, like that is him. And that is, I'm so glad I have that video because he was playing with Ivy and it was just so special to have that day with him. So we, we knew that day. That's why I took, I took so many pictures to all of those, to all of you who are grieving. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. And I hope that you too can find joy in some of the things that your loved ones brought you and will always remember them that way and keep them close to your heart and know that they're with you. And I believe that. And I'm always going to believe that because I have to, because I want them to be with me. But I'm so sorry for your losses too, because it's not easy. And um, hopefully time, you know, it'll be a little easier. Uh, but I think, Sarah, what you read, I'm just going to keep speaking his name and you all do the same with your loved ones and never forget what they sound like, what they smell like, what they look like. And that'll keep us going until we meet again. Thank you all for watching tonight. I know it was a little different, a little oh, weird. What you other question? I'm not doing that tonight. Oh, okay. Not doing it. But I will tell you to please watch, follow, share. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, our Facebook page. Okay, she forgot. <laughs> like Instagram. <laughs> like all of that. Uh, you can listen to us on all, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram at Duffy Women. And of course, check out DuffyWomen.com. People are actually ordering some of our merchandise, which is kind of cool. So thank you so much for indulging us in our tribute to Big Bob Hulian, as he was known. My daddy. I love you. I love you girls me too. and I love everyone who takes the time to watch. And, um, I do want to say one thing before we go. Um, if I were to pass away before the both of you, I will haunt the shit out of you. So just don't, don't do anything stupid. Okay. I just keep that in mind. Okay. I will haunt you. I will open doors when you're not thinking that there's good. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> I will, I will bring it on. Good. We'll talk about her in front of her. How about that? Yeah. Oh, I will be, uh, the more you talk about me, let's, let's, uh, let's see, the more you talk about me, the more scary I'll be, so. You're scary. You're scary in this. Scary now. <laughs> Damn. I gotta go. <laughs>